This program is paid for by Talking Reds, LLC. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley is on the air. Let's do it. It's go time. You can be part of the show by calling 392-TALK. That's 392-8255. No, if I'm saying something to you, I don't say to you, I'm going to say something to you, and then say it, I just say it. Or hit the guys up on social media by tweeting to at Jeff Cardoza UF and at Pat underscore Dooley. The grill is hot and the beverages are ice cold. It's time to tailgate. Here are Jeff and Pat. All right, that's us. Let's do it. Happy Sonic Sound Off Monday and certainly plenty to chat about as there is each and every Monday. It is the tailgate. Jeff Cardozo, Patrick Dooley here with you today. Seth will produce, I think. Maybe somebody <laughs> no-showed, but he's at least starting. 392-8255 if you want to contribute and be a part of things today. We obviously talked last week about Anthony Richardson getting drafted bunch more Gators were able to uh, go off the board. A couple did not go off the board. <laughs> a couple? <laughs> a couple? And there's a couple that uh, it didn't bother me that they didn't go off the board. But they have Wait, you uh, know signed what, though, free agent deals. I did point this out um, on my podcast today. Trey Dean's going to make an NFL team. You know why? He can play special teams. Oh, he's an athlete. He's a great athlete. We no, no, nobody's ever doubted that he's a, not a good athlete. He can run down the field and, and hit people and try to – if he wants to. But you're not going to make the NFL on just Yes, that. you do. A lot on of guys – a certain team. A lot of guys make the NFL because they can play special teams and they think we can work with this guy in other areas and eventually two or three years down the road. I Believe me, I, I could give you a laundry list of people that have done that. Okay. But means he has to try, and he doesn't always try. Agreed. Neither did the guy that wore the jersey number one ahead of him. He didn't get drafted, did he? No. But he got signed a free agent deal. Bretton Cox, for those that uh, don't know. But obviously uh, there was some lack Richard of Garage. effort plays. Richard Garage was, I mean, I couldn't understand why he was going out. Man, didn't get drafted. But, uh, hey, sometimes guys want to go out. Because they don't want to be in college anymore. Sure. They don't want to be in the structure of college and not even though they're getting paid, they don't want now. You can't even say that that's your argument. I want to get paid for what I do. Well, you're getting paid. And I'm sure Richard Garage's NIL deal wasn't very much money. But you know, I mean I just think you know, people have to understand that even though you're at the University of Florida, which certainly paves a way to playing at the next level there are a lot of people out there that are really good, and oh, yeah. there's not a lot of teams that are in the NFL. So and it's put, really hard to make a roster when there's all those draft picks and everything else. Because imagine the people that thought they were going to get drafted last year, and then they busted their butt on a practice squad this year, or did some other things to get better. Now those guys are trying to make another team, as you're trying to make a team. It's, I mean, I guess I look at it from a baseball standpoint, knowing how hard it is to make the majors. There was that just that dude from the Pittsburgh Pirates the other day they brought up. Yeah, Maggi. Yeah, he had played 13 years in the minors. I actually watched his at-bat the other night. And when he got the hit? Well, actually last night. No, the his first at-bat. And the, the, it, here's what's great. The umpire backed off. Yeah. You, you wait until you want to get in the box. 
So if they could do that, then why are they calling strikes on people? But anyway, that's, you know, um, like I like the new rules, but I think they've taken it a little too far, both in college and uh, Major League Baseball. But, um, yeah, I mean, look, there are guys, there are a lot of really good football players out there, and just because you played at Florida or Tennessee or Auburn or wherever you played, doesn't doesn't mean anything to them. And tape don't lie, Jeff. And in the, in the end, you don't get drafted because the tape don't lie. Mm-hmm. And they, that's still the number one. All the like Brenton Cox did like what twenty five, two hundred yeah. pound, yeah, something ridiculous like that. And at Florida Media or Florida Pro Day, which I don't know why they even let him do it, but didn't get drafted because you know why? Tape don't lie. Mm-hmm. I think you can see that for somebody else too. This is a guy who just totally went around the end every time. I'm no matter where you want to block me, this is where I'm going. That was like me in high school when I tried to block <laughs> punts. I'd always try to go uh, on the outside. It took longer to get there. Who was it you tried to block? You had I tackled turn. Fred Taylor. He did. But he it was like he fell down after about ten yards after I touched him. I one time had to try to tackle Derek Ramsey. That didn't go well. He was. I was in eighth grade too. Nice. <laughs> he was a little bigger than me, like six four, two forty then. Yeah, that's not going to go good. <laughs> no, didn't go. It did he go played good. Played for Hastings High School. Believe okay. It or not. There, there isn't even a Hastings High anymore. School anymore. Interesting. <laughs> um, it did go good for Gator baseball, and for yep. the most part, Gator softball both win the series. Gators baseball team swept, and softball wins two out of three. So Florida right back on track. Vandy came back and beat Kentucky in the ninth inning yesterday, which sucked because of Vandy loss. They were only one game back. Only one game back. And you got Vandy next week. In two weeks. Yeah, yeah, next week, technically. Um, So, yeah, it's it's still all right there, but now you you got a little tougher of a route. And South Carolina lost a couple of games to Auburn. Almost got swept. I watched the end of the uh, third game, and uh, I I, I think South Carolina's a new Tennessee in their attitude. I don't know how it was when you were up there because I only watched a little bit of the, that weekend series. Yeah. Uh, but they're kind of the new Tennessee. Okay. And Tennessee's going back to being the old Tennessee. Yeah. Playing really well. And they continue. Who do they win. sweep this week? Um, yeah. I forget. Can't remember. I vaguely looked at it, but I, I did see that they had swept somebody again. I, I think it's like 11 straight wins or something. For them, yeah, they. I don't want that. I want that to go away. <laughs> their their Sunday guy, just like the Gators' Friday guy, were named Co SEC Pitchers of the Week, and they made through a, Beam and Brandon Sprout. They made a great move in um, putting uh, uh, Burns right into the bullpen, mm-hmm. and now that and like a lot of us, a lot of people would say, well, why doesn't Florida do that with Cags? Well, because he's not accurate enough. He doesn't. He's the Anthony Richardson. Of, of Gator baseball, luckily he's got another thing he does really well. But he uh, here's a stat for you, Jeff. You're gonna love this stat. I looked it up today. It, it took some research, okay? Because during the Florida game again, the the Sunday game, I'm watching the game on TV. Okay, a lot of work to do. Watching the game on TV. Finally, at one point, I screamed at the television, "Quit hitting people!" Right? So I looked it up because I said, man, it feels like Florida's hit a lot of guys this year. So I looked it up. 48 hit by Mm -hmm. pitcher. 
ninth in the SEC. I looked it up for every SEC game that's been played this year. 1,400, more than 1,400 hit by pitch. Now, is do you think that is a is that a weird deal that a lot of people are getting hit this year, or do you think it's always been that way? I didn't bother looking up the previous year. No, I, I think more guys are crowding the plate, and that's why they're hitting so well, because it's tough and teams get scared to throw inside. So I think that's a part of it. And it doesn't matter if you get hit because they're all they all look like Pete Alonso. They all wear this big old, you know, guard on their elbow and so thing on their wrist yeah. and they can just stand there and wear it. It's not a big deal. Whereas, you know, fifteen years ago you're not having any of those you're protections. Ducking out of those so you're, you're yeah, you're backing yeah. off. I mean the, the Gators even now, it's almost like the kangaroo court, but they they criticize you if you back out of the way from getting hit. Like, they encourage you to stand in there and, and get hit. And you can hear it sometimes when the Gators back out of the way and you have the whole dugout yelling and screaming at the guy at the plate because they're making fun of him. So you should have got hit. Yeah. And then there will be some of those pictures, because there's photographers everywhere, they'll actually have a photo of the guy, like, cringing and getting <laughs> out of the way, and they'll hang it in the locker room <laughs> to make fun of the guy. So Well, I mean, it is just weird dynamic to me. that It just feels like... Every game I watch. So if you average out every game that's been played yeah. and the number of guys have been hit, it's two, almost two and a half uh, players are hit in every game. Every game the SEC has played this year. That feels like a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. And again, um, you know, when, when I said the other day we were talking, I said, uh, look, uh, you know, don't quit walking, guys, because you don't have to work. You work for a walk. You have to lay off a pitch here and there. You have to um, foul off a pitch a lot of times to get a walk. I mean, it's not like guys throwing four wide all the time. When you get hit by a pitch, you didn't work for that. You didn't do anything for that. All you did was stand there and let the ball hit you. And so that, to me, is even worse than walking guys, hitting hitting them with pitches and Everybody, but it, clearly, if Florida's ninth in a fourteen-team team league and hit by pitch, guys that they've hit by pitch, the, it's it's a trend that that is going the wrong way. I I would like to see that stop for everybody. Tennessee beat Mississippi State That's this who weekend. It was, That's yeah. who it was, and Mississippi State fired their pitching coach today, which you don't often see that in the middle of a season in college. Yeah, this season's done for them, though. Yeah, they're they're seven and fifteen in the league. 24 and 20 overall. They're starting to who, play a little bit better. Who is not going to make the tournament? Do you have the stats there? Uh, I mean, right now it's Ole Miss and Missouri. Ole Miss, national champ. So, Ole Miss, North Carolina basketball. Yeah. <laughs> Why can't we get Georgia football to go there? Yeah, to all of a sudden tank it. <laughs> yeah. Maybe TCU won't make uh well, not making the 14 playoff. Yeah, be. That's a little hard. Yeah. Um, so there you go. That's how we'll get started. Braves did win today. Yeah, they, nine eight. They blew a six one lead, and that was weird. Alonzo hit a bomb. Yeah, you know. Pete hit a three run homer, and I'm watching it, and I was like, man, I don't know if I'm supposed to get happy right now because nah, Pete hit that's it. That's the way I felt. Or, well, I'm I see because it's, it's against the Braves. I was just looking at it on the wire, and I saw six one, and then I literally was looking at it as the ball left the park. I guess I wouldn't watch it on TV, but I was. And I go, oh, it's 6-4. Who hit a three-run home? Oh, Alonzo. Yeah. Okay. He smoked it, too. Okay. Strider, I guess I can live with that. Strider yeah. hung a breaking ball, and Pete hit it to right center. It was I mean, a good swing. So did what he was supposed he to do. He has a lot of good swings. That he does. All right, we'll get a break. We'll open up the phone lines for you. Our Titan MRI hotline, 392-8255. Let's get after it here on the tailgate. From the college. 
College of Journalism and Communications, ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM WRUF. Gator Nation, how you doing? This is Jamil, owner of the Mealy Pop Shop, Gainesville's home for collectibles of all sorts, including every single type of sports card, whether it be Panini, Tops, Leaf, Upper Deck. We have it. Come on in, get yourself a box, a pack, get yourself some supplies, get into our breaks, get your Pokemon, get your Yu-Gi-Oh!, all the other different kinds of TCG products that we carry in shop are always fully in stock. You can find our stuff on our website as well, mealypops.com. That's another way you can interact with the store, or you can just come into the shop. We're located off 39th Avenue by I-75 behind Walgreens and Sunny's. Stop on by. We're open every Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And you can check us out on our social media platforms, Instagram, TikTok, whatnot, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. We'd love to see you. Come on out to the shop. Have some fun. We're located off 39th Avenue by I-75 behind Walgreens and Sunnies. Be a part of the card community here in Gainesville. And always, go Gators! There's a ton of things I love doing. That's why I have so many fun jobs and why I try so hard to make it to the kids' concerts, recitals, and games. But with everything that's going on, it doesn't leave me much time to take care of the chores at home. And since I hate chores, especially cleaning, I let the experts handle that one for me. Each week, a fully trained team from Molly made dust, vacuum, wipes, cleans, whatever I need them to do in the house, leaving me more time to do the things I enjoy. Molly made is fully insured and is ready to do your dirty work for you as well. Call them up at 378-7755 or check them out online at mollymade.com. They're made for this. Here are your three grilled cheeseburgers. Enjoy your Sonic. So what came first, the grilled cheese or the burger? So you know the burger had to come first. You go back hundreds of years. Oh, cheese has been around hundreds of years, too. Yeah. Okay. What do you get when you combine a grilled cheese with a cheeseburger? The new Sonic Grilled Cheeseburger. Made with 100% pure seasoned beef and Texas toast. Try one half price in the app. Wow, this is a good debate. Online only or in the Sonic app. Add-ons extra. Limit one. Not good with other offers. Limited time only at participating Sonic drive-ins. In 1971, Meldon Law was established, and since that time, the firm has been dedicated to getting the justice its clients deserve after being seriously injured in an accident. Our commitment to this community is paramount, and we won't back down in representing our clients. Meldon Law is the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators. Now, with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and Lake City, MeldonLaw.com. Emergencies are awful and normally happen at the worst time imaginable. Nobody likes it when something unexpected happens, and more often than not, you've got to spend a ton of effort and time trying to fix it. But I want to tell you about a company that I've seen firsthand fix things, and they were fantastic. ServPro of Gainesville, Alachua County, provides 24-7 emergency water restoration and dryout fire restoration, mold remediation, reconstruction, and that's just to name a few of everything they do. No matter your needs, everything is done to industry standards in the most thorough way possible. So there's no way you should call anybody else around because they can handle any size loss, big or small. Independently owned and operated, the ServPro crew will be there for you. So let them seize the job and ensure your emergency will be handled the right way. This is Gators head men's basketball coach Todd Golden, and you are listening to The Tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app.
Hi, welcome back. Dools and Dozo here with you. Time to get after it here on a Sonic Sound Off Monday. We've got uh, lots to do. We will even uh, give you uh, what player cleaned up the best. Brought to you by Serve Pro, the only official cleanup and restoration company of the Gators. That'll happen in a little I bit. I got mine. Okay. It's probably the same one you have, though. I'll switch it. I'll let you go first, you and then I'll change on the fly. I do know who's on the phone, though, and mine that is, is John. Being. So let's get after it. John, what's up? Welcome. Yeah, good afternoon, guys. I, I believe, aren't your uh, Braves playing a doubleheader today? They yep. are. Yeah, getting ready to play yeah, be... 30 minutes after the first game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Okay, so that's a good chance to get that that sweep of the Mets. Um, no, don't like, say sweep. Yeah, just should... just play one out at a time. You know me. I know, right? <laughs> one out of 162. I got mad right? at Jeff yeah. Friday. He's talking about a sweep, and then they swept. And yeah, I went, well, that's because I didn't talk about a sweep. Or I did. <laughs> Yeah, you, know, you talk about guys, ex Gators, you know, going up against your team. You know, here's my take. I back when I guess it was Tebow's first year with the Broncos, and they were playing my Dolphins. And everybody's like ragging him. Ah, oh, he sucks. Blah 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 blah. Well, you know what? I was like, you know, Dolphins weren't going anywhere. I I rooted for Tim Tebow and the, and the Broncos. To they were behind, I believe, two touchdowns to the Dolphins, and he came back and won the ball game and. You know, I was, that was an amazing year. Uh, it's it's kind of funny because, John, I, I just did a thing for Gators Wire that should be up now about the 12 guys who you are surprised didn't do better in the NFL. And Tebow's one of them. He had the one great year, and that was it. And then he couldn't even hang. Won the one great play, the one great pass you yeah. know, against the Steelers. And even know? that year I mean, when they got into the playoffs, they got in the playoffs because of Matt Prater making like – Right, a bunch of fifty-eight yard field goals to win Our games ten to seven. Yeah, so right. I I think I was a little. I think I, the reason I put him in there, and a lot of Gator fans are probably be mad at me. The reason I put him in there was I thought I was telling people he was going to be better than that, and he wasn't. He wasn't very good. He wasn't a very good NFL player. That's the bottom line. I'm sorry. I hate to say but that out loud. Linebackers, yep. Linebackers are bigger, stronger, and faster in the NFL. You know that. They could just cut him down at the edge. That's what hurt him. I mean, I think Alabama in that uh, 09 championship game kind of gave him the blueprint because they st- they stuffed him in that game. I mean, yeah, they he, took away the run. That. that was that was uh, yeah, Ma- Greg right. McElroy told me that he goes our whole plan again. He wasn't on defense, but he was in all those meetings all summer when they only talked about was Florida. The plan was take. Tebow's running away from it. If you take the running away from him, he's not going to beat you with a lot of passes. Now he, again, yeah, he, he threw, didn't have a Percy Harvin that year either. You know that's you know I mean just I mean you didn't have that playmaker. I mean you had good players around him. You know, you know Lewis Murphy and and the two backs, but I, you I didn't have Dan that. Mullen either. I hate to say it, but he, I mean that not the the double uh, thing of not having Mullen and Harvin, I think, was just too much. And, but again, right. they went twelve and zero that year, going into right. that game. It was like uh, I guess the coaches were unhappy with the fans because we were not blowing people out. You know, can you like, imagine if we if if Florida had a season in the next five years where they went twelve and zero, and then maybe lost the SEC title game and then blew out somebody in the bowl and game in the, and everybody uh, Orange Bowl or yeah, right. and everybody would be yeah. going eh. I mean that season, everybody goes. What a disappointment. 
thirteen and After one. After that, you know. <laughs> Jeff, I told uh, Steve Russell I said I wanted I contemplate going to the game yesterday. I decided to stay home and do some yard work, and I I mean that's the best. I mean the way to do it, the, the weather was perfect. Doing yard work and listening to you guys talk yesterday, you know, because one well, I guess one you talking about guys getting hit by pits. I guess the first batter of the game, you know, leaned in when you guys were talking about it. I didn't get to see it. I mean, it was on TV, like you say, Pat, but I didn't watch it. I was too busy outside just enjoying the weather, you know, and listening to the ball game. But, I mean, just it just seems that, like, you know, maybe maybe things are got to be aware. If you're not – if you're crowding it, they, they got to be doing more like that. And like, Well, supposedly you know, if you would, lean into it, they, they bring you back. Right. right. And right. it was well, great. That, right? Excuse yeah. me. Cause, yeah, the home plate umpire actually called it that he leaned into it. Missouri challenged it, and they said, no, he leaned into it after the challenge. So yeah. that was a great job by the home plate umpire. But then two pitches later, he misses uh, what would have been a strike three call because he didn't see the other side of the plate. And the next dude goes like double in the yeah, gap. And Jeff, I'm like, what's going on here? I, I wish you had never told me that about how umpires only see one side of the plate yeah. because now it's all I ever see. It's and, all I ever and see. And the Sunday guy was pretty bad. Everything, didn't matter where it was, it was away to righties into lefties, he would be fine. But away to lefties into righties, he, he'd miss it. And yeah. I'm like, yeah. what is going on here? Because he's over the one shoulder of the Correct. catcher, right? Yep. Yeah. Well, this so, is this goes well, back to the argument for sweet, robot. Uh, I'm enjoying umpires. it. You know, it's like, you know, we should be in good position to get, you know, you know, unless we, oh, you know, not gonna wood, but we should be one of those top eight seeds. Yeah. And kind of yeah, hoping right that a lot of the rest of the other SEC teams do well, because that means they'll be getting super regionals. We won't face them until we get to Omaha. That's my thinking. That's you know, I don't not a bad plan. Teams. Although you know they like to match up SEC teams in the Super. I'd rather teams. take a bring a Miami again in here. You know, I mean they're around a 14, 15 rank. I mean I could see them. My goal is they bring FSU in here. Yeah, they're not going to make. <laughs> they they lucky to get a regional. Yeah, they they know. won't. They won't yeah, make I mean, unless they win the tournament. They won't even make it. Right. Will they? So, be the first time. I'd bring Miami again. I would love to spank them again. You know, shut them out. You know. Let's yep, it's always always fun Omaha. to end their Omaha, season. Like but Dwight Manning has says, "Yeah, it's all, guys, guys, thanks, John. Great show, man. One of my appreciate it. One of my favorite super regionals was when they beat Miami at McKeithen, and they, remember the shortstop made like three straight errors or something mm-hmm. weird. Um, I love that because the Miami fans when they took the lead were. Well, yeah, and, we got the rings. We got the rings. And it was a big deal like in the mid-2000s because it was always starting to happen. And then Miami would always come to, to Gainesville. But when like HD television came out, I remember they brought in all these extra lights and lined the ballpark. They did it in the outfield. They made it all jazzed yeah. up. And it was like this huge deal. Uh, it only happened for one year. And I guess they figured out something different with the lights and everything else. But, yeah, no, it's – it's always been big when those two get after it. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see. Um, you know, Florida obviously. What do you got? Uh, Ten games left in the regular season because you got FSU tomorrow, and uh, Robbie will be in here tomorrow uh, taking just plates. Uh, but um, FSU tomorrow, and that's it for non-conference games. And next non-conference game you'll play is um, in a regional. Yeah. So you're going to be playing nine conference games, and two of them are on the, six of them are on the road. So. You still got to you still got to maintain. You still got to keep it going. I mean, um, you'd like to try. You know, you'd like to win the conference, but 
Um, yeah, I mean, if, so let's just say you win six of the nine. So two out of three each weekend, right. which is feasible, which would be great because it's Vandy is one of them. But then if you think about that, that means then Florida gets to 20 and 10. Which I've seen them win. Yeah, we won it with 20 and, 10. 20 and 10. But that would mean that Vandy, although you would lose twice against Florida if that's the case, that gets you to seven losses. Uh, that's that's who's at it right now. Vandy's 16 yeah, and 5. I, I LSU's Vandy's, 15 and 5. I think Vandy's sweep and LSU um, doing what they did this weekend. I think yeah, LSU has swept the last two weekends. Yeah, it's pretty much between who, who wins it there. But that's that's fine. I mean, you in the end, it's I, I will. Look, I I'm a big believer that SEC titles mean something, but if you just get to the um, get to host a regional and then, like you said, uh, top eight seed, then you would host a super regional. Doesn't mean it doesn't guarantee anything. Didn't last year, although it guaranteed great baseball. That was that was about as exciting a, of a regional as I've seen in a long time, at in in Gainesville. Didn't work out for the Gators, but it was intense put it yeah to say the least and and to me lsu is going to win the league because they finish with auburn mississippi state and georgia and those are three of the worst teams in the entire league uh, it's over though. so it's it's pretty <laughs> much over and and that's what's hard about florida because florida's got vandy and kentucky two top five rpi teams and then going to texas a&m and they've been really good so yeah the gators have a much tougher schedule Vandy's is a little difficult. I think Vandy's got South Carolina. I'll look that up. I think they do, yeah. And they got obviously Florida and Gainesville. So Yeah, theirs is a little more difficult. Yeah, so this you're basically I agree with you though. It's pretty much over. Oh no, they got that's right. They 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 already played South Carolina. They go to Alabama, which is mediocre. Yeah, mediocre, and then come to Florida. Mediocre, which means you could win the uh, Sun Belt. Yeah, but it is it is a tough finish for them. They've got Arkansas, so Florida and Arkansas yeah. are their final two yep. series, and no, it's Gators a, could LSU. Gators would have to win two out of three against Vandy, and then of course hope that Arkansas does some damage, and Florida's going to have to work hard. So, but even if so, let's just say you win six out of nine, or. <clears throat> win six of of those nine, and you finish twenty and ten. That's a heck of a conference. It is, especially after last year. The Gators lost fifteen games in the conference and still hosted a regional. So now, by getting five games better than that, you would think that should get them a super regional and be fine and good to go. Yeah, uh, and again, that's when it gets interesting. I mean, you know, the the conference tournament itself is kind of a exhibition almost. It's like fun. You want to win it. You want to play hard every game. You want to keep everything going. But it gets way more interesting when the regionals start. That it does. Let's get uh, Francis to join us next. Hey, Francis. Hey, uh, I have a couple of questions. One's about the scoring. Uh, The guy that struck out and the time clock at the same time he called him out at Mm first was it because he was out of the box or was it because the clock went out? Yeah, the, the clock, he, he didn't do what he needed to do in time. So You have to be in the box by, what, eight seconds? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a strikeout yeah. looking is how you would score it. Okay. And then the play at first base. How many times? I know in the pros you can only do it twice, throwing the ball to first base. Yep. But every time they throw the ball to first base, I can't remember who was on base. 
that first baseman, he'd catch the ball and then he'd give a little elbow to our player. And nothing was said. And then the two players ran into one another. Obstruction on who? Our player or their player? Well, that was interesting because you guys, I think, were a little confused with that because I was listening to it. It was Langford uh, was going. Oh, on Friday night. Yeah, first to second. And ran into the the guy fielding the ball, and uh, you, I think you guys were a little not sure about the call, how it was going, because it, it, it he was out. They ended up calling him out. He's running a straight right. line to his base. Uh, I don't remember that. So I, I, remember, Saturday. Was I remember Saturday? hearing you talk. I don't know what day it was. I barely remember yeah, what I day today remember. is. I was there at all three, and there was a very interesting home plate all the umpires just drove me crazy but other than that but they ran into one another and i thought our guy was going straight in line to the base and he was coming in for the to catch the ball and they ran into their coach went ballistic Sully didn't say anything he came out after the ruling was done but it was kind of i remember it very well i wouldn't even watch it i was listening to you guys talk about it Oh, it was wasn't, it was Saturday. Yeah, so it wasn't me. Yeah, you weren't there. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah, and they were confused oh. about it. Okay, so well, so basically, in that instance, it was it a it was a pop up? No, it was a ground out, ground ball, right? It was a ground Francis, out. Yeah. Okay, so if it, if it's a ground out, you, you have to allow the fielder to get to the ball. Yeah, like you, you can't just run over and even like, though you're truck going, in the even line though you're is, going, yeah, you have the, the ability to kind of move out of the way because then that's taking you right into the baseball, which obviously if the ball then hits you, then you're out as a runner. So that's that's where the issue would uh, lie. And then, yeah, you can throw to first as much as you want, Francis, at the college yeah. level. Well, we got to put an end to that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, it, it was just like, it was like, come on, get over it. It's, you know, come on. But also, Batesy was in the stands yesterday afternoon as well, watching the game. Sweet, yeah. So, yeah. So, but it was real good. Good weekend all around. We're headed to Jacksonville tomorrow with the dugout class. Awesome. Club, so there you go. Looking for that. Yeah, it should be Thanks, a guys. should be a fun game. It. Okay. All right, Thanks. Francis. Thank you. Appreciate I was, that. I was hoping Francis would say something really negative, and I would go light dump Francis. <laughs> I was waiting for that moment, but it never came. Would have been good. All right, we need a break. Phone call. We'll uh, do that. We'll come back and uh, keep things rolling. Jake, swing the bat. You're in the on deck circle to join us here on the tailgate. Anchored in the soul of Gator Nation and coming to you live from the second story of the CJC on the campus of the University of Florida. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. We all expect quality in our service providers. The word itself means the degree of excellence of something. Now throw in the word plumbing after that, and it would mean the excellence of plumbing. And that's exactly what our community has been getting for nearly four decades from the fine folks at Quality Plumbing. Now you can always spend time and money trying to fix things yourself, or you can call the professionals at Quality Plumbing and get it done right the first time. Quality Plumbing since 1984. Their name says it all. License number CFC 043. All right, guys, listen up. We know lots of things about sports, beer, and some things we can't say on the radio, but one thing I'll admit that I don't know much about 
is jewelry. But ladies love jewelry, so over the years I've acted like I'm a pro when in reality I've let Oaks Jewelry do all the work. Now there's always that time of year that needs to be celebrated or that time of year when of course you're in the doghouse and either way Oaks Jewelry's got you. They've got a huge inventory on anything imaginable. So many beautiful things she'll look amazing in and you don't have to do a thing. They'll wrap it, put it in a bag with a bow, and you'll know that she's going to think you're the greatest guy on the planet. Folks, it doesn't get any easier. Oaks Jewelry does all the work. You get all the credit. It's your special somebody. She's worth it. And something special from Oaks Jewelry is what she really wants. Check them out right across the street from the Oaks Mall on Newberry Road in Gainesville. The barbecue dream began just before the Gators started winning a bunch of championships in the mid-2000s. And more than a decade later, I'm grateful to Gainesville. Just want to say thanks for helping us put the ribs back in barbecue. Hey, this is Adam of Adam's Rib Company. My wife Michelle and I just love seeing thousands of you that have made our restaurant a place to gather, chat, root on the Gators, and chow down on some barbecue. From their slow-smoked ribs, pork, or chicken with flavors that are fantastic, to homemade side dishes of anything imaginable, there's a reason why I use Adam's for a ton of my lunch breaks in between the many jobs from game day ordering to that special event where you don't want to cook we're here to help whether it's an intimate setting amongst friends or a tailgate party for the game we'll fix you up right with the freshest meats and ingredients to make sure your barbecue package is complete so check them out online at adamsribco.com but be prepared to drool when you see the menu or better yet stop by their dining location on 13th street or the place that northwest gainesville has fallen in love with the new carryout spot on 43rd and 53rd right across the street from Publix. If you still can't find them, just stick your nose out the window. It'll guide you to the best barbecue in town. Yes, it's hot out. An obvious observation that everybody knows about, and the last thing you need is your AC unit deciding to shut down on you. Well, if it unfortunately does, I've got an obvious choice to call. That is Crystal Air and Water, and they're going to be there to take care of you 100% service satisfaction guaranteed. Whether you're in Alachua, Archer, Gainesville, Hawthorne, High Springs, Melrose, Micanopy, Newberry, Stark, Williston, or anywhere in between, Crystal Air is a phone call away. They service and install all the top national brands and their licensed technicians will help you feel comfortable from start to finish. So make the call, 333-0460, Crystal Air and Water. They aren't comfortable until you are. License number CMC, 124-9384. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. We'll hold on to clear and breezy conditions through the evening and into the early overnight. We'll have wind gusts at times upwards of 25 to 30 miles per hour, even overnight, with temperatures falling into the upper 50s and low 60s tomorrow. We'll do it all over again. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Justin Ballard. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. If I happen to be in an area where there was any type of bear at all, and you were with me, Max, and, and something was going on, yeah. I would try to help. I think if I had, like, a bat or something, yeah, you, yeah, you, try try you can. It's something that I could spook them. But that's why I don't do stuff like that. Why right. don't even, I'm not even putting myself in an area where there's a bear. Key, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. And now, more of the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. 
All right, we are back here on the tailgate. Pat Dooley and the great Jeff Cardozo. I bet you didn't hear this story. Texas A&M Texarkana baseball player struck by a stray bullet during a game. I did not hear I have that. not heard. I have not seen that happen before. <laughs> you know, you always say you've not, uh, you, you don't mm. think you've seen everything. Sure. Um, yeah, that'd be a first. Emergency surgery, stable condition. Damn. Matthew Delaney, 18 years old, was standing in the bullpen at George Dobson Field in Texarkana. And um, they were playing Houston Victoria. I dated that girl, Houston Victoria. Um, Sunday, all of a sudden hit in the chest by a bullet. Apparently there were a lot of shots in the neighborhood somewhere around there. Some kind of shootout. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> well, you, don't, you don't have to worry about stray bullets. At, no, you don't. Con- Condren, right? Did you see the uh, golfers the other day that all had to get down? And no. Like there was a video and I wonder what the heck's going on. So all of a sudden you see the guy's about to hit his shot and he just like hits the deck. And then his caddy goes down and there's like a couple other people in the background that go down. I'm like, really? is, there, is there like a shooter or something? It was a swarm of bees. Uh, there was like a thousand of them like coming across the fairway and it like went by them and they all were okay. But it was crazy because I originally watched it with no sound and I'm like, man, what the heck is going on? And then you watch it and they're all saying, bees, bees. I, I did watch a little bit of it, the live uh, this week. Um, I watched a little bit of live, a little bit of the Mexico Open. Yeah. I don't know who won the live. Sergio and Taylor Gooch were in a... Gooch won. Yeah. Yep. Sergio hit in the bunker on the playoff hole, and he blasted it out and left it in the rough, and I went... I'm He's sure. won back-to-back now. So. He's only got to beat four guys. Yeah, but making money. Making money. All right, let's get back to the phones and get Jake to join us. Jake, what's up? Hey, man. Uh, I want to talk a little Florida baseball sweep in a second, but did that lady say something about Batesy was in the stands? She did, yeah. James Bates, what? yeah. Wow. Well, let me tell you what, Pat. That's pretty pretty cool, man. But try to match this one. I, I hung out the whole weekend, spent a whole weekend hanging out with a girl with kaleidoscope eyes, man. <laughs> and uh, she's not a girl who misses much either. Was How about she, that? Was she, her name Lucy? In the sky. Her name is Sky. Have you ever seen the movie Lucy with uh, Scarlett Johansson? I have. It's... I love that movie. Like if it's one of those movies where I'm flipping by and I got, I got to stop. I got to watch it just for the scene where she makes everybody go to the sky. Well, you got about like anything with Scarlett Johansson, man. That's for sure. I don't hey, disagree uh, with that. <laughs> I bet. Hey, Jeff. Um, I don't know, but I saw on the screen there one of the last three pitches that Neely threw. He got it up there at 100 miles an hour. Uh, I think that might have been an error. Yeah, because he, yeah, he's showed his last tip at a hundred. Yeah, no, he's he's usually ninety five, ninety six, somewhere in there, okay. and it, which is better than what he he was ninety ninety one last year. So he's gotten it up even more this year. But no, Cags hit ninety nine in the first inning yesterday. Um, Sproats yeah. hit a hundred a couple of times this year, and those are the two fastest. Well, they made a mistake, but I'm telling you, it flashed on there saying that he hit a hundred. So it, yeah, uh, I never know whether to there. take the MPHs too seriously uh, that they flash up on the on the board. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Neely was steadily ninety two, ninety three yesterday. 
Okay. So. Hey, let me ask you this, Jeff. What was the deal where they called Riopelle for catcher interference? What happened on that? The glove out too far. Yeah, the glove went out too far, and the bat hit it on the swing. So you've got to make sure you you keep that back. So if, if the bat hits the glove at all, then it is catcher's interference, and that's happened actually twice oh. this year to Riopelle. Really? Huh? He wants yeah, that ball in his glove. Weird. Yeah. Because that was strike three on that pitch, wasn't it? Yeah, that would have been it. And then he uh, yeah. it, it hurt. I don't know, man. I'm sure he's all right, but I mean, he hit it pretty hard. Yeah, got him good. I missed, uh, I'll let you go, I know you guys are real busy, but I missed Friday night's game, but it looked like to me, did um, Sprode only give up two hits? He did, he was really good. One was a double to the gap, and then the other was an infield single, so barely anything. He was really good. Yeah, is that about the second best performance this year? Yeah, he's been the SEC Pitcher of the Week twice now. The other one was that Alabama, Alabama yeah. game that he was really good. Two but, hit, that was a two-hit yeah, shutout. Yeah. And he only got, was it two hits or one hit? Then it was two hits. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. But his, his changeup continues to get better, and what he did differently this time that Waldrop tried to do and he just couldn't control it was just throw more off-speed pitches early because a lot of guys are attacking their fastballs because they know they can't hit the other stuff, so they're just – they're kind of ready to hit that fastball, and that's what's happened. But Sprout was really good throwing first pitch breaking ball, first pitch change up, and getting the guys off balance, and then he was able to get that fastball by them and they're looking for something off speed. It has been really kind of a weird roller coaster with him, as, hasn't yeah. it? I mean, he had that great start. That was the first series, right, a, a SEC series mm-hmm. against Alabama. And then he did what he did last uh, on Friday night, uh, but there have been some – Subpar performances, best way to put it. Last question. Um, this is one for either one of you. Jeff, you probably got a handle on it. You know, obviously we're not sure about anything, but is there any shot you think that uh, Cags is going to hit 34? Why that number? Well, he's got, what, 25 now? Yeah. With 11 games left, or how many games are left? Yeah, 10, 10 regular season plus the you know obviously the how far they go. Well, because they need they only have to hit, hit what nine uh, more. Yeah, exactly. Nine out of the eleven games. That sounds like a doable deal, doesn't it? <laughs> no, not really. But why is thirty four? You don't think so? Yeah, no. Well, I just was curious. The guy on TV, whoever the, whoever KP is, Kyle Peterson. Who the hell he was. It, yeah, okay. He was calling for thirty two. And the other guy asked him about 32, and he gave his scenario. And I thought, well, shoot, if he, could, he thinks 32, I wonder if he could really hit 34. Well, once he but, hits two more, the only record that matters is 40. And he, I don't think he's yeah, going to get to Yeah, you're not going to get to that. Because um, that's the SEC the record. record. No, that's the SEC record. The all-time record is 48 in Cavillia. Oh, wow. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, he's not going to The bats were a little different then. But they were. Now – what year was it, Cavilia? He, you didn't go against. No, him. he was earlier. Yeah. But no, did you pick uh, well, a, Did you pitch you against know, Brandon Larson? All right, Jake. Thank you. Did you ever pitch against him? I did. He he's the guy who hit forty. Yep, as a shortstop. So yeah. pretty crazy. As a roided up shortstop. Yes, that he was. But yeah, so Cags is now one away from tying the school record. Laporta in '05 and we should get Laporta last year. Come on and yeah. talk about that. About how when he. I'm sure when he hit 26, he was probably thinking, well, that record's going to stay for a while. It's long, yeah. <laughs>
But it it really has when you think about it, because it would have been what seventeen years mm-hmm. before it was tied. And then speaking of Langford, it's good to see him starting to now yeah. drive in runs again. He he had went twenty. That was a bomb. It was Sunday. Twenty one <laughs> straight games where he didn't have multiple RBIs. So that's a long time. And then he has three on Saturday and hit the homer on Sunday. So I think he's finally starting to get healthy again, full time. So now think about if if Rivera continues to be okay. And then you've got Cags and Langford, all three of those guys going at it. That's going to be a good little offense down the stretch. Yeah, it will be. And, uh, you know, I, I think the other thing that I liked about this, I like about this team is that they do still, even though they, they're known as a home run team, and would they hit three or four? Because Curlin hit one Sunday, right? Mm-hmm. Cags, Langford, was there another one? Anyway, they had four Friday and four Friday, three Sunday. But they do m- still manufacture runs. You know, the, like the the one halter scored. You know, on the two wild pitches, yeah. right? they still do that kind of stuff. So it's like long balls don't necessarily travel, especially if you get to that point. And I'm not saying they're going to Omaha, but you, Jeff, you've been to Omaha and you've been to Hoover and you've been to Micanopy and you've been to East St. Louis and you've been all around the world. Yeah, that's a Tom Petty song. Um, but you've been these places, and the ball is bigger parks, and yeah, it's going to get tougher to hit homers. Yeah, definitely is here shortly. And the pitcher is going to be pitching is going to be better. Yep. as you go forward. And yeah, they're not. And, and if there's spots that he can affect the game, they're not going to pitch to him. That's why you want to be in eight in the top eight because then you usually get a pretty easy first round game. Yeah, hopefully so. All right, we need our uh, final break of the hour, so we'll knock that out. We'll come back and finish it up all the way till 6 o'clock. We are here. This is the tailgate. From the heart of campus and the College of Journalism and Communications on Stadium Road, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. It's known as a small place with a big taste. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you're really missing out. The place that's been voted best cheesesteaks in Gainesville, it's called Big Mills. Serving 100% top butt sirloin, 100% chicken breast on their cheesesteak sandwiches, Big Mills has a big taste. They also offer sausages, hot dogs, burgers, and salads with a baseball theme inside that every diehard is going to want to see. They've also got ice cream and milkshakes to wash it all down, so come on down to 2111 13th Street, right next to Adam's Ribs and see why Big Mills is a small place with a big taste. The holidays are here, and as much as we like friends and family coming over, sometimes there are those few that make the house smell like poo-poo. Well, there's an easy solution for the ones you don't want in the house. Show them the outhouse, because with Florida Portable Services, it's as easy as you not liking that casserole that Grandma brought over. They provide portable toilets, restroom trailers with AC, and you can even listen to music and watch TV while you pee. Call 1-800-864-5387 and book your reservation today. There's not many of us out there that really like going to the doctor. Well, I do want to tell you about a doctor that's amazing and essential for our everyday lives. It's the docs at Auto ER. A proud partner of the Florida Gators, they make you feel comfortable, don't take a lot of your valuable time, and most importantly, they'll always find the problem. With five locations around town, they'll proudly serve families and drivers like you across Gainesville, Alachua, Jonesville, Newberry, and High Springs. And as they love to say, it's for the life of your car. Check them out online at theautoer.com. It's an ER you'll actually like going to. Considering buying a lab-grown diamond versus a natural diamond, IDC owner Keith LeClaire says, be careful. These machine-made diamonds are being mass-produced, and the 
value appears to be dropping fast. If they can create 130 carats per machine per day, and you've got 5,000 people that are growing at that level, do you know how much is already stockpiled? You're talking about millions of carats. Now you're talking about a product that was $5,000 just three years ago is now down to almost zero. So when trying to choose between a natural diamond and a lab-grown diamond, proceed with caution. Why would you put your money in something that devalues faster than food you eat? Before you propose, come to International Diamond Center and get the facts about diamonds from our non-commissioned experts. Learn how diamonds are priced and graded on the world market and educate yourself on the latest trend of lab-grown diamonds. I want people to know that IDC is about protecting them. International Diamond Center at Celebration Point and always at ShopIDC.com. On Deck with Jeff Cardozo and Steve Russell, Wednesday mornings at 11, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. And now, more of the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. back here just one more segment here in the first hour we'll be around for a second hour again tomorrow jeff heads up to the lovely confines of jacksonville ballpark what is it called tiaa bank oh come on they should call it wolfson park like the old days <laughs> i i that was one of my first jobs well in jacksonville i mean my second job was covering games at wolfson park uh yeah, it's the, the minor league grounds games. of jacksonville Good for them. But I don't know what the sponsor is now. It always changes. I, but I covered That's uh, good. a ton of games. Yeah, there was a lot of good players that came through there. Oh, yeah. Randy Jackson. Or Johnson. Romson, Johnson. Randy Jackson, too. Uh, there were a lot of – Danny Jackson. That actually is who I was thinking of. Danny Jackson and, and uh, Randy Johnson were on the same team. Uh-huh. For that. They were Kansas City's uh, – Affiliate. Affiliate, yeah. Okay. Can't think of the word. Let's get uh, Gator Pete to finish off the hour in style. Gator Pete, what's up? G'day, guys. G'day. Great show as usual. Um, I was just calling up to say how much I appreciate listening to you, Jeff. I'm not obviously from a baseball background, but um, it's just great being able to listen to you and you kind of teach us people who don't know a whole lot about baseball um, just the ins and outs of the game while watching it. And, you know, sometimes on the, I think on the radio as well, but definitely on TV. So I just, just wanted to call up and say that you know you do a great job. Cool man. No, I, I appreciate it. That's yeah. Just have fun with it, and that's what it's all about. Jeff wants some yeah. cricket lessons later, though. <laughs> oh boy, don't. That's a horrible game. <laughs> horrible. Hey, so I just you know, and that brings me to the point with baseball is that this you know obviously there were guys that left and went into the transfer portal last year, but it seems like. Like there's obviously like track and field and you know tennis, other sports, golf obviously, which is doing great. Um, but it seems like baseball's you know the one of the three that's almost one of the most pure sports left with not having too much sort of nil transfer portal kind of issues. Yeah, no, you're you're right. It it hasn't hit yet, but I think it's unfortunately evolving into that because of the success with LSU this year. 
mean, LSU right. brought in a guy that leads the country in strikeouts. He's a transfer guy that basically leads. He was the home run leader in the country Batting last average, year, yeah. and he's got. I think he's first or second in, in ribbies this year. And what, Tom, what Tommy Tanks. Five hundred. No, that's Dylan Cruz. Oh, he was already there. Oh, he was. Um, there. But so they brought in a, a guy that's just destroying the ball. They brought in three guys from the bullpen are throwing ninety eight, and then the starter Paul Skeens, and they paid him all money. And they're probably the best team in the country. Now, I don't know if that's going to make them win the national championship. But I think why you don't see it, Gator Pete, is because LSU cares about baseball probably more than any other place in the country. That's just the type of fans they are. That's why it was so awesome that that's who the Gators actually beat to win their first national championship because their fans are awful. And they're so entitled and full of themselves. But that's what they've provided there because of all the success. So you just wonder now if it gets to the point where – if it comes down to Florida and LSU and the guy says, Hey, LSU's giving me 75 grand. You know, what are you going to do? I like Kevin O'Sullivan better. I like this better, but I can't turn down 75 grand when I'm not on full scholarship. So it, it's just, you, you might have to get to the point where you invest some stuff and maybe it's pick or choose. Maybe it's just three or four guys every year that you can say, Hey, I can, this is what I can give it to. But, um, it's, uh, it's hopefully not getting there, but you're, you're at least right from the onset. I just think we're we're eventually going to get to that point. Yeah, we don't know if we're going to get there. And like for example, softball. I mean, we're there in gymnastics, but gymnastics a lot of it is TikTok and Instagram and stuff like that, where where they make a lot of their money. And I know that uh, you know Jenny Rowland was asked about it, and she goes, "Yeah, our our girls are doing great <laughs> in NIL. Um, it's not so much uh, people getting involved in the." Uh, what is now the Florida victorious. Yeah. But the, the LSU gymnast is the most popular NIL athlete. Yeah. And now she's going to be a sports illustrated swimsuit model. So yeah. it's real quick. Just, I yeah. Approve. Just a um, I was just wondering about with um, the football, um, you know, how come we haven't got a quarterback from Billy's first recruiting class? That's sort of decent. Like I know he got, didn't he get, three-star guy they put all their all their uh eggs in one basket and the and the eggs all broke yeah no they they had rashada and you know obviously when you when you're going to recruit him so much what's that what about the year when he first arrived in the november then he had up till last february of 22 to sign one and he i think he signed a three-star guy did he is that the guy plays dual three max brown yeah did he sign him? I was just wondering because I mean, it seems like I think he was here, wasn't he? He was. Yeah, the room was really empty, and you know, I I saw um, another guy that was that transferred out that was meant to be pretty good um, a couple of years back, and then obviously Emery left. But I was just wondering; it just seems like our quarterback room's really there now. That it's not good. I mean, yeah. it, there's no doubt about it, and they keep saying they're going to get another guy. Um, yeah. And I, I've looked at a couple guys that are uh, available. And again, the portal window closed Sunday. It's done. Oh, wow. So, uh, name guy went to uh, Alabama. Yep, yeah, he went to Alabama. And there's a guy from Cincinnati that's not bad. There's a guy from Michigan State starting quarterback is in the portal. Maybe they go yeah. get him. And so we're going to go with two quarterbacks from the Big Ten that weren't good in the Big Ten. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I don't. Look, they're going to have to build that quarterback room, and this is where we, when we talk about Billy Napier, 
Jeff, giving him time, but that's one area he's going to need. Yeah, time. but he, he wants one good quarterback a year. Yeah. And they had Rashada, and they still have Lagway. So I think he was on that track to get yeah, one really good year, quarterback. They're going to have another one coming yeah. in, yeah. So the, the guy Del Rio from about three years ago, and he transferred out, and he really didn't play too much. but uh, He played he, a lot, and he wasn't very good. Oh, he wasn't? But he no, was no. hurt a lot. He yeah. Was, yeah, he hurt his shoulder. Oh, he went After that, he wasn't very good at all. Yeah, no, they, they, I think that's a position they certainly need to get better with. But if, if Lagway gets here on campus, then they might have the best out of all of them. So it's a, it's a good sign. Yeah. Okay, guys. All right, Gator Pete, there. appreciate you. Yeah, it's, it is kind of interesting. I get asked that question all the time on these radio shows. I was on one this morning, Jeff. And I get asked that question all the time about the Florida's quarterback situation. I'm like, it's not good. I have no answer for you. I can't. Talk it all. <laughs> all right. Well, you'll talk the second hour because we got a whole nother one left. All the way here till six o'clock on a Sonic Sound Off Monday. Be right back. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98. You spoke, we listened. You wanted the easiest car buying experience ever. So we're giving you the easiest car buying experience ever. Your schedule doesn't have time for five hours in a car dealership. Work, kids, soccer practice, grocery runs, jury duty. Really? That again? Gatorland Toyota puts your convenience at the top of the list. With Express Shopping, you can browse our incredible selection and buy your vehicle entirely from the comfort of your home. Financing, paperwork, trade appraisal, even the pricing can be done remotely. No need to come to the dealership. Gatorland Toyota delivers your new car to you. And what if that car was fully customized? With our pre-order program, it's easier than ever to get the exact vehicle you want from headlights to trunk. Have a vehicle to trade or sell? Even if you don't buy from us, we'd love to take it off your hands and give you a top dollar offer that you're sure to love. Come experience how Gatto's got it at Gatorland Toyota today. Visit GatorlandToyota.com for the easiest car buying experience ever. There's a race going on inside your body, and sometimes the bad guys, otherwise known as arthritis, get there first. That's when the joint pain kicks in. Your healing process is just too slow and just can't catch up, and it needs just a little bit of help from QC Kinetics. That's Dr. Daniel Zuckerman, a QC Kinetics medical director. We all know that you can heal yourself. If you get a cut, it heals on its own. Your joints are no different. We can take the healing properties from your blood, concentrate them down, and put them in the spot that you need the help. It's amazing. Your body can and heal itself. At QC Kinetics, that's called regenerative medicine. No surgery or steroids, just lasting relief, the natural way. The fact that we can treat them without surgery, but using their own body's natural healing process, without medications, without steroids, without surgery, it's just amazing. Call QC Kinetics now for your free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550. Well, everybody knows that Meldon Law is the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators. However, since we opened our doors in 1971, we've been the community partner with over 600 scholarships awarded through our Meldon Law Scholar-Athlete Program, as well as our Veterans Making a Difference initiative. Meldon Law has offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and Lake City. MeldonLaw.com, where we won't back down. 
Things have certainly got a little out of hand lately when it comes to just buying our everyday necessities. Just look at gas, streaming services, and heck, even chicken wings. Well, there is one necessity that shouldn't cost a ton, and that's taking care of yourself and helping fix all the aches and pains in life. And the fine folks at Titan MRI agree. With costs a fraction of what you'd pay at a hospital, you'll not only save money, you'll be taken care of by staff with over 20 years of scanning experience. Titan MRI is the only locally owned and operated MRI center in town and has offices in Gainesville and Lake City. And the great part about going there is you can park right out in front of the office. There's no long walks from a parking garage. The average scan time is just 15 minutes. So you can get back on your way with doing whatever it is you do in no time. With nothing but five-star reviews, they'll give you the five star treatment titan mri is a place where your doctors are sending their family so when you need an mri call titan first and you'll burst into smiles that it'll be the best thing you ever did for yourself this program is paid for by talking reds llc the tailgate with jeff cardozo and pat dooley is on the air let's do it it's go time you can be part of the show by calling 392 talk that's 392-8255 you know if i'm saying something to you i don't say to you i'm gonna say something to you and then say it i just say it or hit the guys up on social media by tweeting to at jeff cardoza uf and at pat underscore dueling the grill is hot and the beverages are ice cold it's time to tailgate here are jeff and pat All right, hour two. Welcome. It is the tailgate. If you missed the first hour, sorry about that. We still love you. Glad you have uh, at least found us for hour number two or as long as you can uh, hang on for it. 392-8255 is the number. Jeff Cardozo, Pat Dooley. Seth is here taking the phone calls today. A lot of Gator baseball chat in hour number one. Gators now 14-7 and seven through the uh, first six SEC weekends. And you look at where they were last year at this point. You know what it was? It wasn't as good. I know that. So fourteen and seven this year. They were eight and thirteen last wow. year. So yeah. eight. They nine, found seven, themselves total, six game different later in the you know right about this time last year. And and again this is when CAG started to be a factor. You know right around this time last year. I mean I know he was playing before that, but not much. No, and the off- offense continues to be really good. Look how. All right, I'll, I'll, you might know this, so whatever, but people probably don't. How many number, if I gave you a percentage, the Gators have scored in X percentage of innings this year that they have hit, what would you say? 60. That's a lot. Well, you asked me what I would say. I would say 60. Do you think it would really be that much? No. It's 48. That's still pretty That's good. That's still a lot. Basically, you're scoring in... Every other one inning. every yeah. two innings, but you don't bat in the ninth a lot, so. right? So, like, like on all three games this week, still averaging ten hits a game. So they they know what they're doing. Yeah, they can whack it around. There's no doubt about it. Um, the, the pitching is uh, has been kind of weird, and that it's either great. It feels like it's either great or crappy. Yeah, and there's there's never like mediocre. <laughs> And Missouri did come back Saturday and Sunday and made them very God. tight games. Almost Sunday came got back on Sunday, Sunday got. I was in the gym mm-hmm. on the on the elliptical and I'm listening to your the game on my headphones. Yeah, 
And when they, I think they got the single to make it 8-6. And I went, eh, I'm going to listen to music. <laughs> and then it, when, by the time I got to my uh, my uh, ritual on the uh, sit-ups, my 220 sit-ups. Nice. Um, I said, put it back on, listen. And I li- got to listen to the last at bat. So. Okay. I was like, yeah, good win. Mm. And, of course, everybody's looking at me, and I'm going, yeah. And they go, <laughs> What did he guess? Because he did sit-ups? Was yeah. that? That's nothing. <laughs> Not hard to do at all. So, yeah, so the Gators, a couple of games behind Vandy at this point, four weeks to go, and Florida will face Vandy in a couple of weeks. What's more important? I know. Florida, don't even ask the question. Florida Vandy or Pat's golf yeah, tournament that weekend? I, I hope the Gators do really well. Hats off to Sully. Hats off to all these guys, but there's only one thing that matters that, that day. <laughs> That weekend. All right, let's get to uh, the phones because you callers matter to us. Mark joins us next. Hey, Mark, what's up? Hey, guys. Um, I got a question about, I think it was Sunday's ball game. There was an interference call. Uh, Saturday. Okay. It was a Saturday game? Yeah, okay. The, um, there was an interference call. I guess the run over. I didn't get to see much of it. I was going back and forth, but I saw our guy collide with the second baseman? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Is that what happened? I, I saw the replay, and after that I didn't get any explanation as to what happened. And apparently they called our guy out for interference. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you have to allow the guy to come field the ball. You just can't truck him over or run into him and, and impede that. You, you can stop. just and, and if you wanted to, if you wanted to – sorry, my, my headphones were messing up, so I'm having trouble hearing myself. Um that's bad radio. Sorry, Mark. Um, but if you can stop and avoid the baseball, yeah. you can stop then you go, to avoid. But you can only go so far around him. Correct. Yeah, you, which is you'd be out of the baseline. So part of the that's road. where you, you basically you kind of get screwed as a base runner because you have to allow them to field the ball. If they're coming into your spot, it's still their their spot first and foremost. It's almost like you're better going right. backwards, and then yeah. if he throws the first. You can, then you run. I don't. Know, it, it, but again, that's one of those plays. But it's just a uh, instinct play, and uh, yeah, it was kind of weird. I mean, I, not knowing anything about baseballs, I was if I was running the base, I'd have done the same thing. Because I knew one thing about baseball: you're not supposed to leave the baseline, right? <laughs> Correct. Runner stays. You, you got to. You not allowed to leave. You can't run around him. Well, I mean, you can. You you just, point. Yeah, to yeah. to a certain point. Uh, but then you know the quirky part about baseball. If we're sitting there talking about that and not running into guys, if you actually run into a guy in a rundown, then that's good for you. Yeah, you're it's safe. their yeah. fault and you're safe. Yeah. So there, there's a lot of different things you have to know and, and understand the rules for. So, okay, put it on put it on on home plate. What happens when you smack when the catcher's sitting there and he's over the plate and you, the ball comes in the same time you come and you knock the catcher over? Yeah, you can't. You, do you're that not allowed anymore. to do that anymore. You used to. Yeah, and we we saw Pete Rose do that in the All Star game, and <laughs> Ray Fossey ruined his career. Yeah, ruined his career. So, um, yeah, they don't allow to, that to happen anymore. You, but the catcher can't block the plate either. The catcher has to field it in front of the plate. So if you're sitting there and you're about to have that type of collision, they they just don't want it to happen. So as a runner, you're just supposed to stop. You're out. No, you just you. you yeah. What would what what. what and again, you weren't there for that game. Yeah, you missed first game in forever. But, yeah, uh, what are you supposed to do in that situation? Just stop because if you 
you could go around him, but you're trying to time yeah, get there as quickly as possible. Yeah, it's 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 really tough for the no. I, and I, I think you can you can slide into him. You just can't like put your shoulder down like a tackle. Yeah. and do that. So if you slid into him and he's blocking the plate, then you would probably get preference because they're not allowed to block the plate without the baseball. So if he's standing there without the baseball and you slide into him, you're going to be called safe. Or you could just jump over him like you've seen happen. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> but you're not allowed to do that in high school. <laughs> That's right. So you aren't, yeah. It's, uh, there's I, a lot of quirky I, things. I thought it was pretty good hit, actually. Came up with the shoulder, didn't hit with the helmet, did lead with the top of the head, you know. So, so you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have called him for targeting? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. You guys take it easy. You explained it to me. I appreciate it. All right, Mark. Thank you, man. We explained it. Yes. Bye. We did. All right. I want you to explain to me what Gator cleaned up the best at his time to uh, do that feature. It's brought to you by ServPro of North Central Florida, the only – Official cleanup and restoration company of the Florida Gators. So who cleaned up better than anybody? I think it's a pretty easy answer, and I'm sure it was going to be your answer, and now you're going to have to come up with another one. Okay. But to me, it would be Brandon Neely, who came in and cleaned up the last two games yeah. after sitting out 13 days uh, because of the suspension. And again, he was only suspended last week, but then they, only, then they played Tuesday, didn't need him. Played Friday, 11-1, run rule game, didn't need him. But he came back in, held, uh, certainly rested, and uh, cleaned up both of those games when things got, and especially Sunday, they got really dicey there. So I, I give Brandon Neely as my Sir Pro cleanup guy. Okay, that's a uh, that's a good one. Um, I will. That wasn't where you were going. Um, it it could have been, but I, I've got two. Okay, and it's our own rules so we can, can only do what take we want. But I, I want to take a baseball player and highlight him, but I also don't want to forget about what happened with Reagan Walsh in that yep. old Miss game. Yep. I mean, they're down two in the last inning. She hits a three-run homer to win it. Yep. So a walk-off three-run homer as uh, they beat Ole Miss on the opener. So shout-out to, to Reagan Walsh there. there. She right cleaned there. up for yep. sure. And then you have to give a lot of props to Tyler Shelnut and, and what he did this weekend. He drove in eight over the weekend, four he cleaned up the bases. He did. Four in the first game with a three-run homer, and then he had three ribbies on Saturday and another one on Sunday. And Ty Evans has not been good at all in right field. He's hitting under 100 in SEC play. And he's, Kevin O'Sullivan's dropped a few balls. Yeah, trying to figure out what to do with that spot. And Shelnut was a guy that was hitting early, but then with the emergence of Cade Curlin, yeah. And the way Colby Halter's been playing, you can't find a spot with him. And then if you want Shelnut to DH, well, you don't want that because Luke Heyman's been your best hitter lately. So he's got yeah. a DH. And if and Cags is at first, and right, you're not yeah, going to take no Cags spot and for out of there. Yeah. So for Kevin O'Sullivan to say, oh, let's let's get the Lake City native Tyler Shelnut in there in right field and to have the weekend. He drove in more runs than any Gator over the weekend. So he really cleaned it up and allowed uh, – Kevin O'Sullivan make a pretty easy decision to put him in there on Saturday and another pretty easy one to put him in there on Sunday. And I think you now see Shelly, Shellnut, in there the uh, the rest of the way. That's what they call him. Shelly, I'd call him Nut. <laughs> nutcase. That's nuts. Hey, Nutcase, come on over here. Nut's too bad of a uh, issue for the Gators <laughs> yeah, right. this year. Uh, hopefully that, get, that is healed. You get two nut injuries. <laughs> you get another one, Renee Lastris. Oh, that's right, yeah. So couple of nuts that are 
Sometimes you not feel too, like a nut. Yeah, and sometimes you don't. Well, if you uh, if you don't feel like doing anything after a uh, really bad emergency, which you hope that doesn't happen, all you have to do is call a Serve Pro. They've got uh, fire and water cleanup and restoration. Do so many great things, and uh, they are the only official cleanup and restoration company of the Florida Gators. So anytime that emergency pops up, think of Serve Pro. Call them up, and they will make sure you are taken care of. We'll take a break. We'll come back, continue with your phone calls. The Titan MRI hotline is hot today. You're listening to The Tailgate. If it's happening with the Gator Nation, hear it here first. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Every morning I get up, start the trek into town for a busy day ahead, and every morning, I kid you not, I pass an ugly green van or truck along the way, heading to work as well. But the best part of that site is I know someone is about to be wowed with the craftsmanship and work ethic from days gone by with the technology of today, because that vehicle has vintage electric written across the side. And that quality is evident all over North Central Florida, and with more than two dozen licensed journeyman technicians, you can be assured that a call to Vintage Electric is a call you won't forget. Now, I'm sure there's tons of you out there with honeydews up the wazoo, and if any of those have to do with electricity, call Vintage Electric today. No job's too small, they do it all, from service upgrades to rewiring, appliance and AC circuits, and how about an entire smart home installation? That way, you can just ask Alexa to turn on the tailgate. So have them put their tailgate down, grab their tools, and sit back and know your electric job is going to be done right. Call up Vintage Electric today at 371-8021 or visit them online at vintageelectric.net. Hey, y'all, it's Kyle from Leonardo's Millhopper. The calendar has turned, and it's time to start planning the annual carnival dressed up as a charity golf tournament known as the Bob Dooley Invitational. Leonardo's is proud to once again be a title sponsor of the funnest event in Gainesville. When you eat at Leonardo's, your money stays in town, and thanks to the support of the tailgate listeners, we're able to continue to make a positive impact in the community. Leonardo's Millhopper is Gainesville's iconic restaurant. Did you say funnest? Hey, just like our garlic butter, I was on a roll. (laughs) All right, guys, listen up. We know lots of things about sports, beer, and some things we can't say on the radio, but one thing I'll admit that I don't know much about is jewelry. But ladies love jewelry, so over the years I've acted like I'm a pro when in reality I've let Oaks Jewelry do all the work. Now, there's always that time of year that needs to be celebrated or that time of year when, of course, you're in the doghouse. And either way, Oaks Jewelry's got you. They've got a huge inventory on anything imaginable. So many beautiful things she'll look amazing in, and you don't have to do a thing. They'll wrap it, put it in a bag with a bow, and you'll know that she's going to think you're the greatest guy on the planet. Folks, it doesn't get any easier. Oaks Jewelry does all the work. You get all the credit. It's your special somebody. She's worth it. And something special from Oaks Jewelry is what she really wants. Check them out right across the street from the Oaks Mall on Newberry Road in Gainesville. Since 1971, Meldon Law has been dedicated to giving back to our community. Its Veterans Making a Difference program honors over 20,000 veterans in North Central Florida. We're here for our veterans, our community, and we'll be there when you need someone on your side after a serious accident. Meldon Law is the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators. Now, with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and Lake City, MeldonLaw.com. Emergencies are awful and normally happen at the worst time imaginable. Nobody likes it when something unexpected happens, and more often than not, you've got to spend a ton of effort and time trying to fix it. But I want to tell you about a company that I've seen firsthand fix things, and they were fantastic. ServPro of Gainesville, Alachua County, provides 24-7 emergency water restoration and dryout. 
fire restoration, mold remediation, reconstruction, and that's just to name a few of everything they do. No matter your needs, everything is done to industry standards in the most thorough way possible. So there's no way you should call anybody else around because they can handle any size loss, big or small. Independently owned and operated, the ServPro crew will be there for you. So let them seize the job and ensure your emergency will be handled the right way. This is Kevin Cash of the Tampa Bay Rays, and you're listening to Gainesville's only home for Rays baseball. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Oh, the big news, breaking news. Uh, uh, Calgary Flames have fired their coach, Daryl Sutter. I've heard the name before. I think he was a good player. I I know Calgary was still playing. Well, pretty shocking that the uh, Panthers down there in South Florida beat the Bruins. I made a great point today on my podcast. Let's see if you think it's accurate. Miami is the new Tampa. Remember that when Tampa was winning the Super Bowl and in the World Series and winning the Stanley Cup? Now all of a sudden Miami and the Heat have been unbelievable. What's what's going on with them? They already beat the one seed. Now they're they knocked off uh the Panthers knocked off the uh, team one that seed. was the best team of all time, right? Yeah. According to the uh, points that you get. And again, I think points are yeah. kind of screwy the way they do them. They're they've become the new Tampa. So it's all going to be in the state because they're not going to win. How do you know they beat the one seed? Yeah, but they beat the best team that ever played I, hockey, yes. according to the. But I, I, I think the story, more so, especially with Damn, what we're seeing. I like that story too. Yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> with what we're seeing, especially in the NBA playoffs, is how much the regular season doesn't matter None. at all, right? No. Because Miami, obviously, then. Saved some guys, and they were injured and battled a bunch of stuff. They yeah. got Kevin Love late. You know, Giannis being hurt for those two and a half games really, really hurt them. But hey, they, hey take advantage of it yeah. when guy goes but, out. But I mean, the Lakers were a seven seed. Yep, and they win. They only play when they want to. Golden State was a six seed. They won. Now, are you as excited as the national media guys are? They are literally like salivating over this Golden State. Yeah, LeBron and Seth versus yeah. I'm excited because I, you know, I'm a closet Golden State fan. You mm-hmm. know that I've worn Golden State T-shirts. Yep. There. I like Golden State. I love Steph Curry. He's my favorite player in the NBA. And I, I think you got to give him credit for what he did because he was really ticked off about what happened in Game Six, and didn't sleep that night. He texted Draymond at like four in the morning. He he came in and gave this really good pregame speech, and it was similar to the promise that Tebow gave here that Gator fans certainly know. Although Tebow didn't score 50 in Game no. 7. <laughs> and, and that might be his greatest game ever. All the great games that, that it he's was, It had, was amazing. He willed that team to win on the road. And I think you got to give him a lot of credit for that. Yeah, I, it was incredible to watch. And uh, he's just, I mean, he's just so much fun to watch. Because it's not just, and they were double teaming. I mean, he was just splitting the double team every time. Because he's so quick. He's so, I think people look at him and they think, oh, this guy's just a shooter. But. He is an amazing athlete, and um, in a in a league where I think the best athletes play, 
in my opinion. The best athletes play, other than baseball pitchers, the best athletes play in the NBA. Yeah, because you got six, eight guys that can run like the wind and are chiseled. I mean, not, there aren't a lot of fat guys in the NBA. Yeah, but there's but hockey players and what they can do on the ice yeah. and stopping and going. It's pretty. There, if you're good at your sport, I don't then think you're elite. I don't think a lot of people understand how so many hockey players are like six two, six three. I think you look at them and you, all you see is these little guys going up and down, like, you know, because you're used to playing the uh, yeah the game we played as kids. Yeah, but th- most hockey players are pretty big guys. I mean, they're not just and they're fast and they could run too. But I, I still would take NBA players as the best athletes. And again, you don't have That's as many. Fair. I mean, they're yeah. fast and everything else that they uh, can do. They can all dunk. But it, it does it does seem to me though regular season. And that sport, more than anything, is the one that matters the least. In the NBA? In the NBA. Oh, yeah. So. It's, and well, I think that has kind of become the norm. And it almost feels like it happened after the COVID year when they played in the bubble. Mm-hmm. And then it was just like, hey, anybody can win this thing. And then you kind of realize, oh, yeah, we can win. It doesn't matter where the, what seed we are. You know, well, all you lose if you're – if you're the eight and you're playing the one, you lose one home game. That's it. I mean, you're still going to have three of your seven games are going to be at home, and all you got to do is steal one on the road. So, yeah, I think it's um, it's certainly um, been surprising what's happened, but you're right. Regular season doesn't mean diddly poo, that as a great not. Jim Mora once said. That's right. Well, speaking of poo – Let's get to your boy. We've got the cattleman ready to go. Hey, Mikey. Sometimes callers come over to your house and they make it smell like poo poo. That's my favorite commercial you do, Jeff. That's a good one. Laugh every time. Good. (laughs) Hey guys, I thought I'd go around the horn with y'all a little uh, SEC baseball, football, and draft here real quick. Okay. Um, Jeff, let me ask you a baseball question. You're my baseball resource. Um, Is this Mississippi State pitcher? The ambidextrous pitcher, the wildest thing you've ever seen in baseball. It's pretty damn good it's to, been, to be able to do that. There was one in the major leagues a long time ago. Yeah. Who was but it? But to be able to throw 90 from both sides like that, yeah. it's it's tough to do. It's pretty amazing. Although it hasn't yeah, helped him. The pitching the pitching him. coach just got fired today. <laughs> well, he should, he always should have kept him on one side. That's right. <laughs> I had no idea what kind of speed he threw or anything like that, but I just the idea of a switch pitcher is the term I heard used for him and – uh, what's the story? Somewhere like uh, from uh, somewhere in the Dominican or some crazy deal. Maybe I think he played down there in uh, somewhere in South Florida, right, for a year. He did. Yep. And then, yeah, I mean, he has the ability to just like a, a switch hitter would do, kind of change it who, as who's coming to the plate. Well, I played growing up switch pitcher. I never thought I'd see one of those. No, it's it's tough to do. <laughs> hey guys, one thing on the SEC football a little bit here um, as we turn the page. Um, I'm hearing the schedule and stuff. Are they going to skin this cat pat down there at uh, Destin, or when are they going to make this decision? Well, what I've been told is that they are not walking out of there without a decision. And but uh, we had Blake Topmeyer on the uh, uh, podcast today, and 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 I brought this up to him because what I've been hearing, and he agreed. That's what he's hearing too. Is it's still a battle, and it's still the the have-nots don't want to go to nine games, and. Um, because they want to go to bowls, and uh, the Habs want to go to nine games because it improves their uh, profile. 
you know, if you play nine games, it doesn't matter if you lose one now with the twelve game playoff. So it's still a battle, and it that'll be an. I would love to be a fly on the wall when they get going at this because they're going to have to walk out of there. You can't wait until football season to announce next year's schedule. You got to go ahead and get that done. It it requires a lot of planning and scheduling and everything, but. I think they'll come out of it with a decision. It may not be the one I think everybody expected. So who knows what's going to happen there. Well, as usual, guys, I'm out here on Pluto, I guess. I've been a consistent 16-team playoff guy. And um, we learned during COVID the SEC can do a 10-game conference schedule. I don't like the uneven number. I think it's unfair to coaches. Um, if you're a coach maybe in a, in, a, in a move year and you've got five road conference games but only four, um, forget the neutral site stuff. Like you yeah, just but I mean, you know, like Florida does that every year now. They play three one year and four the next because of the Georgia. Yeah, game. but that's a unique deal with the non-conference with the uh, neutral side. I don't game. think it's I'm unique. I mean, uh, Arkansas and Texas A&M deal with that. Uh, Florida yeah, and Georgia most, deal with it. So there's four yeah, of most the league teams don't. And I think it's just I think an even number. Um, you know, we all know about how right there before the the rivalry games they played the directional schools in deep November. That would probably cut that out once and for all. And we all know they won't do this. But, but what you're saying life. is you want to see them continue to play East Tennessee State versus playing. Now, I'm saying ten Miss- conference games, ten or eight, preferably ten. Quit cheating your fans. Yeah, I I, I I'm with you on that. I I have no problem with them going to ten. The other thing is. Um, the problem you have, you know, we, we I know that the SEC did do a great job of scheduling in, during the COVID year, but you've got non-conference games to deal with now. Like in Florida's case, their non-conference games right now are Florida State, Miami, and UCF that year. They're gonna have to cut one of them out if they go to nine. And uh, yeah, well, Scott Strickland's already told me they're gonna they're gonna move one of them away. So you've got to be able to do that pretty soon. You can't just kind of be sitting around um, not having any idea how that's gonna work out. Yeah, and I think we're to the point now where you're going to see two loss, maybe even a three loss team in the playoffs. Um, oh, you're going to see a two loss team in the playoffs. I guarantee you that. But we all know ten ten games. That's not even in the discussion, is it, Pat? Ten conference games. No, it's eight or nine right now. And hey, look, if they go to nine, it's a step closer to ten. That's the way I look at it. Hey, last thing for you guys. I'd like to um, see twelve. Hey, hey, last thing for you guys, with the joke being on Will Levis in the draft this year, man, that's rough, throwing a nice suit like that, all those good-looking women, and, and, and the joke being on you, that's that's anti-American there, guys. But uh, Stoops up here in Kentucky, guys, gets the big rub of how great a job he's doing, and it's Kentucky and all this. He can't run an offense, probably costs the dude a lot of money. I know they're bringing uh, Liam Cohen back. Um, I, at some point, when you're, um, you know, I guess around the league, I don't think Stoops can coach much more. I think he's a seven and five coach on a, on the ceiling level. I think he got to nine wins one year when the entire East was down. When's somebody going to talk about the fact that uh, Mark Stoops is an overrated football coach? I don't think they ever will because it's Kentucky and it's the second most important sport. And, and they, they, but they left. They let him get through all the struggles and then get decent. So now they're at the point where it, they're stuck with it. Like they're not going to fire yeah, him after well, this point, so yeah, it's well, just going to be that same yeah. consistent. Yeah, he made a, he made a huge mistake with his offensive corner. Yeah. hiring yeah, last well, year. Yeah, that was. A yeah, big... I'm, I'm guessing Will Levis would agree with me. I don't think Stoops can spell offense. And by the way, the Stoops bros, as you might know, uh, Pat, they high hatted my boy Heupel when it came firing time out there at uh, Oklahoma with your boy Stoopsy. And uh, don't think Heupel doesn't remember. Hang in there. Isn't Stoopsy in the uh, XFL championship game? Mm-hmm. So don't tell me he knows what he's doing. Yeah. (laughs) 
I I can't believe that I know that. Um, but um, no, I mean, here's the thing that's interesting about that with Will Levis, Jeff. Will Levis and Anthony Richardson aren't that much different, right? They're both incredible athletes who didn't produce. Would you agree with that? Um, I think I don't know if Levis is an incredible athlete. Oh, I think he's he's six three. He's got he's two twenty. He's but got a great he can't arm. Run like if, Richardson does. If you're drafting a quarterback in the fourth pick based on how he can run the ball, I don't know. If that's but a good no, idea. because that's what the NFL's turned into. It, look at look at the guys that have gotten it, all the money now. But it's still not. It's not like you're basing your offense around the quarterback running. But I think four of the top five paid quarterbacks in the NFL now are running. Yeah, but tight. one of them's Deshaun Watson. So. Right. <laughs> but he, I, Jalen Hurts. Now, Jalen Hurts. Now Lamar. But when Jalen Hurts runs, it's usually on a scramble, not not on setting up run plays for him. Yeah, but you have that ability and. Yeah, he Richardson does. can do that better than Levis and so. But I'm just saying the difference between being the fourth pick in the draft and being the 33rd pick in the draft, yeah. do, that gap doesn't seem as that big between Richardson and Levis. Would you agree with that? Yes, I do. And I mean, you know who the GM was that drafted Will Levis? Did you realize Rand Carthen? Rand Carthen yeah. was yeah, former Gator, GM there in Tennessee, uh, underrated running back at Florida. He was really yeah. good. Uh, he not, did his thing. Not a lot of people uh, give him a lot of credit. He's not on that list, one of those lists that I do. That's right. Maybe I could do that list. Underrated players at Florida. Yeah. I put Jeff Cardozo one. There you go. Should be. Uh, All right. AJ Puck two. No. <laughs> we need a break. We'll knock that out and come back and uh, keep getting after it. You are listening to the tailgate. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Well, we all hope to be at the top of our game with everything we do. Hard work certainly helps, but so does preventing things from going haywire. So for me, it's maintaining my physique with a little less gummy bears. For those with AC units, it's a maintenance plan that'll keep you cool all year long. And there is nobody better at it than Crystal Air and Water. They've got fast service and flat rates with no surprises, no contracts, no pressure, and you can cancel anytime. Their four-tier preventative maintenance plan has something to suit whatever need you have. So when you need to feel secure that your AC unit is at the top of its game, a call to Crystal Air and Water is one you want to make. Summertime means fun time. It's a chance to get out and enjoy all the great things here in North Central Florida and beyond. Getting outside and getting after it again can be awesome, but turn into all full pretty quickly if you don't stretch or if you're just old like Pat Dooley. So if you have a mishap with some aches and pains and need any type of chiropractic treatment, there is nobody better in town than Dr. Paul Gardner. At Gardner Chiropractic and Injury, they have affordable, no-stress care. From sports injuries to chronic pain and headaches that won't go away, they've got many therapies that will get you better. They can even order MRIs, ultrasounds, CAT scans, x-rays, and blood work to get you all diagnosed the right way. Gardner Chiropractic and Injury Center has been making the people of Gainesville feel better for a really long time. Located right next to Gainesville Health and Fitness on University Avenue, finding them is as easy as getting better. So give them a call today at 727-4438. 
As you look online at all the Facebook pages, the TikToks, and the tweets, there are resolutions everywhere. Heck, even Dooley is resolving to lift some weights and not to suck at golf so badly this year. So I told him the one-stop shop to fix up both is Play It Again Sports. If you have things you want to get better at for 2022, check out their bikes, their exercise equipment, their gloves and bats, and even their slew of Frisbees for a little Frisbee golf. They are the place for just about anything. And if you have anything just laying around don't use anymore, well, bring it in for some cold hard cash or trade it up for something snazzy. Play It Again is the perfect place to find whatever you are looking for. And it's located right on University and 34th Street, so it's easy to find. And I'm there all the time, so I just might see you at Play It Again Sports. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. We'll hold on to clear and breezy conditions through the evening and into the early overnight. We'll have wind gusts at times upwards of 25 to 30 miles per hour, even overnight. With temperatures falling into the upper 50s and low 60s tomorrow, we'll do it all over again. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Justin Ballard. And now, the Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. It's tough to watch, but we've watched it before. Aaron Rodgers, Geno Smith. If I'm Will Levis, I got to say to my agent, what the hell? Didn't we get any intel? Was there any chance that I was going to be taken in the first round? What happened? Did we get played? The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes and you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. From the weight room to the war room, football lives here. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. This is Gator soccer coach Samantha Bohan, and you are listening to The Tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. All right, we are back here. We got two more segments left in the first day of this week. Tomorrow, I will be in with Robbie Andrew. Jeff heads up to the friendly confines, and um, yeah, no TV for that game. It's it, it, it's bizarre to me. I don't understand it. I don't understand the concept of it. But again, it's a, it's a technically an FSU home game, right? Mm-hmm. And the SC, and the ACC network has chosen. To yeah, no, it. Not to put it on, apparently. <laughs> well, we get to listen to you. Yeah. You and Steve. We'll see. Uh, well, I guess. And we we have Vincent. We we have a guy that goes around with a camera and, you know, shoots stuff. So just imagine, though, if Caglione hits two homers. Breaks and it's the record. not on TV and he breaks the record. Yeah. I, I don't. So have... luckily they'll have a. a Gators will have a video guy Especially there when to... all three Sienna games are on TV, you know, and yeah. stuff like that. But, um, look, we're we're also victims of our luxury and that I, I think every game this year has been on TV, right? Just about. Some, yeah. some form, and I've watched almost all of them. Um, that'll be one where I'm checking my phone and listening to you and um, look forward to I'll look to forward to your great call. I'll try it. to be good for you. Yeah, it's uh, Castaldo and I tomorrow. Oh, it is over there, and then Steve will be uh, Steve will be up in uh, in A and M. Well, and then uh, Sean the rest of the way, and hopefully um, softball can get things done this weekend. They've got FSU too on Wednesday. Wednesday at home here at home. Uh, but I I looked this up today. 
Tim Walton won a game under 500. They got to go to Kentucky this weekend. Kentucky's not very good, but they haven't been very good, as we know. He's got to win two out of three or it'll be his first losing season ever as a coach in the conference, in a conference he's in. Which, that includes Wichita State. Yeah, that's crazy. Never had a losing season. And he's, that, that's because, you know why? He's a great coach. He's just having a tough year with this pitching staff. It's kind of weird how poor it's been this year. But uh, it's almost like they get ahead and I go, right, call me in the sixth inning. <laughs> yeah, and that was the case a couple times in the Tennessee. So imagine yeah. just winning one of those. They're up 5-1 right away, and I'm like, all yeah. right, get one out of it. And, and. and that's what I, I think about the Gators. And you know, if, if they fall one game short baseball-wise this year, you'll look at the three games in Columbia and say, gosh, you wish the Gators could have just gotten one of those yep. and not gotten swept. So that's, that's just a fine line, though. It is, and I, it's hard. I, I remember, Jeff, back in the olden days – sitting in the press box at McKeithen. And, again, we there was no TV for uh, – you guys had won. I think it might have been 98. You guys had won. But I think it was LSU had to lose for you to win the conference outright. And we listened to the game. We couldn't write our stories until the game was over. So we had to listen to the game. We, we found some way to listen to it. And LSU did lose. Yeah. They won the conference. But, I mean, that's – Feels like a hundred years ago that was going on. I remember you know, my best friend on the team was Stu McFarland. He wasn't traveling because you know he didn't travel everybody back then. And we all found out that we had won it. So I remember giving him the phone call and was like, "Hey, dude, better get your ring size ready. We're gonna get a ring." So yeah. it was kind of cool. No, that was um, and the, but it's just weird because obviously I've then gotten being a part of the broadcast. I'll get the SEC championship ring when they win it and. And so how many do you great have? being able to do that. Um, I don't know, five or six. Where are they? In a little case. Oh, I thought you maybe you gave them to your mom. No. Um, but I never wear them, of course. Why and not? I need to display them. What Let's about the 98? Well, you should wear the 98. But that's what I was going to say. The 98 like looks like this puny little nothing. <laughs> no diamonds, no anything. It had like the SEC <laughs> logo on it. And I thought it was great back then, and now you've got all these gaudy things that everybody has. I mean, heck, you know, UCF's making rings for fake national championships. and So you're saying the 98 ring you could wear as a pinky ring? Yeah, you could wear <laughs> it as – it almost looks like one of those rings that you would have gotten out of a Cracker Jack box <laughs> compared to what you see now. Yeah, it's a different so, world now. Speaking of games, um, went to Copper Monkey yesterday for dinner. Oh, uh, the really one out at uh, out by Jonesville? Jonesville, yeah. yeah. So they had that game in there where the lines go across and you have to line it up and stack them all the way to the top. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if you know that game. Yeah, I know it. Yeah. I won the mini prize three straight times. So what'd you get? Crushed it. Like some crayons and a coloring book. <laughs> and I a, think they give those to all a the bookmark. kids. bookmark. <laughs> but I was excited. I crushed it on that game. It was fun. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Well done. But yeah, that... You obviously I miss Copper <coughs> Monkey downtown. I, it was, it's, yeah. I've always liked that place. It was good. Kentucky, luckily, fortunately, is not very good this year. They've got a below 500 record. So you would hope that Tim Walton and the crew can go up there and win a couple in Kentucky so that record would stay above 500. Yeah, I mean, clearly they're not going to be uh, – they, they, they are on the bubble for hosting one, one series. Yeah. Like they're right around that 15 area – and everything I've seen mock, believe it or not, there are mock 
uh, sites for softball. Uh, yeah. softball. Um, but they need to they need to finish strong. Like for example, Wednesday night beating FSU at home would be huge for them because FSU is I think fourth or fifth in the country. Um, and then go up there, take two out of three, and then go to the tournament, and win a couple games there. Then they, you're you assure you want to make sure you're home for the first weekend. Um, you know, then if you then you're going to go somewhere. The 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 worst thing would be if you're 16. You probably go to Oklahoma. Yeah, then you go to the one. The Super That's Regional. the one you don't want. But we know what happened last year. They were not very good. They finished 500 in the league, and um, end up going to Virginia Tech and winning that. So and go to going to Omaha. Yeah, so. Doing their thing. Good for them. Um, well, we know a team that's not going to Omaha this year. And it's Florida State. I'm, I said Omaha. I meant Oklahoma. Yes, State. Oklahoma City. City. Yeah. That is, of course, uh, who the Gators play tomorrow. And you this, never know, Jeff. This, you never know. You know. They win the conference tournament, and all of a sudden mm. they're. This will be the first time in 44 years that Florida State will not make the postseason. They are 15 and 27 overall. And you see six that, and 18 in the ACC. You obviously watched them play the two games against Florida, and I've watched a couple other games they played. It, it's amazing how. And again, that that is a no brainer hire, right? Yep. You know, you get the guy from Notre Dame who did amazing things. And the I, National Coach of the Year twice. I have a Notre Dame baseball T-shirt because of him. Yeah. And a former FSU player and comes down there, and you would think, well, at worst-case scenario, they'll be average, but they're way below average. And I don't know what the problem is. I don't know exactly what the problem is because I don't study it. But, I mean, you've seen them more than I have. They can't pitch. They, yeah, they can't pitch. and They seem to find ways to lose games, too. Yeah. They do. All right, let's get uh, Lewis to join us next. Lewis, what's up? Hey, yeah, I just wanted to shout out Amari Bernie, man. He got drafted by the by the Raiders. Yeah, he did the the linebacker did the interception against uh, Utah. That's right. With 17 seconds left, man, that was hot. Yeah, I was thinking about this. All six of the guys that got drafted really had a different path to where they ended up being drafted. You know, I mean, I, obviously we know Anthony's past. Ventro Miller was a three-star, ends up getting drafted. Uh, Jervon Dexter was a guy that we all liked his potential, but he was getting double-teamed every every game, so he had a hard time. It's just like a different path for everyone. I mean, Amari Bernie being another good example about it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's going to be nice out there for him, I think. Um, also, I wanted to uh, mention about Deion Sanders. Why did we try to get Deion Sanders as head coach? Man? That would have been nice. Why? Yeah. He uh, no way in the world he would want to come here, nor I think Gator fans would want him to come no. here. Look, oh, yeah. kids got to go to school because of Deion Sanders. He's from Florida. Yeah, but he went to Florida State. So yeah. you got those ties that aren't Not only that, but I mean, he work. really, uh, going into last year, yeah, it wasn't anything. hadn't done anything. Sure. Yeah. All he was was a guy who seemed to talk a big game. And I think he still is, to be honest with you. I think he's all talk, and he. But you can be that way if you can recruit and get the right assistance in. Yeah. And if they and now, I don't know if Colorado. Colorado was one eleven last year. They yeah. forty eight guys have have entered the transfer portal, and there's a reason because they weren't any good. Um, right. But the amazing thing was it was just a few years ago when Mel Tucker was there and won like what he won ten or eleven games mm-hmm. at Colorado. So. I don't know, I but I don't think he was in the. Uh, I don't think he was ever in the uh, conversation for Florida. Right, right. Now he's doing some. He's doing some big 
Sink's out there. I mean, he's uh, Sink's, uh, I guess his boosters or whatnot. People he's bringing in to bring in money. I mean, he's had he's uh, good players. No, yeah. He, well, he's he's gotten Little Wayne out there, DJ Khaled, Rick Ross has gone up there. I mean, he's making some moves. He's, he, I mean, he's making some big moves. He has a tough schedule though up there. I mean. Oh, they well. opened with TCU, who was in the yeah. national title last year. Yeah, that's crazy. And then I think the second game is against it's Nebraska. Nebraska, yeah. Yeah. At I think it's at Nebraska, play, right? Yeah. Well, I don't. I'm not sure. They still got well, Oregon, I and yeah, I I don't think it's going to be a uh, great season UCLA, for them. But. Yeah, I know it's good. UCLA, University of uh, South California, Southern California, and then Arizona State. I mean, he, he, has a, he has a tough schedule coming up. Well, think what happens if he's successful. Think about if he goes 8-4. and four. He probably won't be there for more than a year. Yeah, somebody will want him. Yeah, yeah someone's going to want him. But, yeah, hot, hot things coming up. If he beats Utah, and he, and he has to play Utah, if he beats Utah, I think he'll be fine, even though – even though he, even even if he has a bad season, I think he'll be fine. I'm I'm more concerned with whether Florida can beat Utah. <laughs> oh, um, nah, I'm not. I don't think. So. I think I, I think I don't think Cam Rising's going to be ready, man. He might be. He he might have to use his arm more and not scramble as much. Yeah, I, that is going to be the interesting thing about that. You you hit it right on the head. Is Rising had a serious injury and uh, they you know, obviously didn't go through the spring, but he doesn't need to go through the spring. Um, and now he's going to come back, and um, they and they said he'll be ready for the game. But will it, will he be able to do all the prep work? I don't know. That's going to be a, an interesting part of that dynamic. In um, what is it? Is this, is it August technically? A thirtieth, I think. Uh, yeah. I, I I don't know which day it is. I know it's going to be out there. I know it's, it's a, a Thursday night game. game. Yeah, I think it's the thirtieth. Yeah. The thirtieth, yeah, and the tickets are ridiculous. Like, you know what's like, not it ridiculous? My TV cable bill's not going up that day. So Right, right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Lewis, good stuff. Thank you. Uh, yeah, all right. Yeah, appreciate you calling. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's cool to see Amari Bernie because I mean, he had over 200 tackles in his Gator career. I don't think he was the problem of that defense. No, he wasn't. I mean, he wasn't a, an, uh, an elite player, but he wasn't the problem. No, and they I had, think they had a lot of problems. And, and Jacksonville getting Ventrell, that guy's going to play his ass off. So I think that's a, a, a really good pick for them. Will be a great special teams guy too. Yeah, he'll run his butt right. off down the field on a broken foot. Yeah, I think I think he'll make an impact. You can run down Hendon Hooker. You can run down. Yeah, you certainly can. And then I mean, how nice is it for for Torrance and Justin Shorter to get to go to Buffalo? I mean, you got a chance to be in a Super Bowl next year if Absolutely. they can make, if the, they team, can make so. the team. I don't think Torrance will, but um, again, it's I, I go back what to special teams with Cyrus Torrance. Oh, I thought you. Uh, I thought you were talking about no, Rashad. Shot. Shot. No, yeah. I don't think he, he got. He didn't get drafted either. I thought he got. Oh, okay. He was a. He's. I get confused. Yes. Bottom end of the draft, I get very confused. Yes. All right. No confusion. We got to get our final break. So let's knock that out. We'll come back and seal the deal on a Sonic Sound Off Monday. Live from Weimer Hall on the campus of the University of Florida, ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. 
You spoke, we listened. You wanted the easiest car buying experience ever. At Gatorland Toyota, we give you the easiest car buying experience ever. With Express Shopping, you can shop and buy your vehicle entirely from home. We'll even deliver your car to you. Want a customized Toyota? With our pre-order program, you can get the exact Toyota you want. And if you have a vehicle you'd like to trade or sell, we'll buy it whether you buy from us or not. Come experience how Gettle's got it at Gatorland Toyota today. Visit GatorlandToyota.com for the easiest car buying experience ever. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. Dr. Kim is so, she's spiritually and uh, personally and physically a beautiful person all the way around. That's what I admire most about her and that she's up on the latest techniques and everything that's going on in the field that I feel a lot of confidence and, and I just, I enjoy being around her and talking to her. How about Dr. Art? Well, I think the biggest thing is that, that he stays so far ahead of everyone else technically. You know, you, you don't worry about what he's doing in your mouth because it is the best. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. At International Diamond Center, their diamonds don't just sparkle, they come to life. If the diamond doesn't smile at you, don't buy it. The diamond's got to talk to you. IDC owner Keith LeClaire says the reason his diamonds have this magical quality is because every diamond at IDC has passed through the highest possible quality control standards and chosen for maximum beauty. You're seeing the brilliance and the scintillation. There's no obstruction in that diamond. There's no internal green. There's no clouds. An IDC diamond is better because, pure and simple, we put the time, the effort of selecting only the best. Every diamond is going to be handpicked by us. We're looking for nothing but the top, top, top percent. So there's never any cutting corners, no compromising, no settling for an okay diamond. Let's be critical. Let's pick the best and deliver the best we can. We do all the hard work in the beginning. Is that diamond you're about to buy just okay, or does it speak to you? Come to IDC and listen before you buy. Anybody that sees it on her hand, they're going to be on. Where'd you get that diamond? International Diamond Center at Celebration Point. Big news at Electronics World. Electronics World is now under new ownership. Hi, this is Tom Collette. EW is still locally owned and operated, still giving you big box prices with personal service. Our new ownership group is dedicated to providing you the ultimate customer experience while guiding you through all the latest smart home automation and entertainment products and services. Come visit our 5,000 square foot showroom and design center in Gainesville today or online at electronicsworld.net. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, weekday mornings at 6, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. This is Florida Head football coach Billy Napier, and you're listening to The Tailgate with Jeff Cardoza and Pat Dewey, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. All right, final few minutes. Let's try to uh, knock out a few of our great callers as we go to Texas and talk to ATX Gator. What's up, dude? Hey, gentlemen. Hey. Hey, hey. Nice weekend this weekend, Jeff. It was good for the uh, boys to take care of business. I thought even Sunday got a little shaky there in the end. And then 
it was nice for them to find a way to pull that out. And amazing what happens when you come in and uh, throw first first pitch strikes. Huh? <laughs> it does make all the difference in the world. I, I don't know how much. I mean, I, it's almost like I want to record myself sometimes and play it on a recorder so I don't have to keep talking and saying the same damn thing. Yeah, not hitting guys also helps. Too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's true, too. And I think you said it earlier, too, you know, in the show, talking about walking versus hitting and so on and so forth. And I'll tell you what, I think both ways. They walk too many guys, too, which then, at least if they're hitting someone, it's only one pitch. If they're walking them, you know, it's, it's a minimum of four, if not, you know, seven, eight, wearing down an arm. Sure. Which then brings them to the middle of the bullpen, which for us, you know, that middle relief is where I think we struggle. So, um, you know, hey, it was, it, again, I, I thought it was good. They showed a little bit of grit there, way to bounce back, get four in the week after a really disappointing week. Um, and hopefully when your boys make the trip out here, uh, we can get, you know, at least two or three, if not, you know, three. Yeah, no, I think that's a goal. A&M's been playing better lately. But, I mean, I think you can certainly say that Florida's better than A&M roster-wise, so go out there and try to get two out of three. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see this team in, in person. I'm going to try and make it out Friday and uh, oh, good. Sunday. Weather permitting, they're calling for, I mean, the weather changes here every five hours, but they're saying a little bit of rain this week. Oh, you mean it's see. like Gainesville. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was about to say, you guys know that well. But uh, um, So, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Jeff, if you see a, a white guy walking around with blonde dreadlocks, throw something at him and uh, you know, say hello. That'd All right, sweet. Deal. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd love to <laughs> say hi. That'd be awesome. Well, no, you oh. can't say hi in Texas A&M. You've got to say howdy. Howdy, <laughs> howdy. yeah, that's right. Um, and, hey, quick on the draft, and, and I know we're bumping up at the end of the show, I was listening this morning to one of the national shows, and, I don't jump on much of them. You know, I think for some reason there seems to be a, a negative slant towards Florida from almost all the national folks. Um, but one of the things they talked about was what with Ant, that could be concerned him being for what Billy did with him. To me, I said, no, um, you know, my talking to myself, I felt like, no, it's not. He, everyone knows he has tremendous potential, uh, but he hasn't played enough football at a high level. Uh, and I, I think Billy had, he been given more time, would have developed him into, you know, what we think he could be. Do you agree with me there? I, I think I definitely think so, and and I think that's part of his struggles. He just hasn't seen it enough, and it, and that's that's the, it'll be the issue in, in Indianapolis too, Jeff. He's got to keep. He's got to play. Yeah, you got to play him. And so, what do you do? I mean, are you going to play a guy who's raw and you're going to lose a lot of games? Yeah, but no, I also think though in in that case because of his threat to run, I think defenses are going to not play him as as tough as some of these other quarterbacks because they're always going to be weary. And then if he gets more and more comfortable running the football, I mean, I think we saw with Lamar Jackson, he wasn't anything at the very beginning. And now he just made $200 million or whatever it was. Just the, the more he got out there, the more he then was able to do some different things. I, I think they're really excited. They did their due diligence, and they were obviously in Gainesville a couple of times talking to him. And remember, yeah, this play is, was here a bunch, wasn't it? This is the guy – that was with Jalen Hurts and made Jalen Hurts the type of player that he was. So now he gets to do it with Anthony Richardson, and I think you got to be excited like with that kind of scenario if you're AR. Yeah, yeah, totally. And Ursay already, I think he came out and said the only way he's going to get better is if we play him. And so I, I think their plan, Pat, is to play him early and often. Um, so TBD. The flip side of that, where I did kind of agree with the national media a little bit, uh, is to have four defensive players drafted uh, off a defense that was – historically maybe the worst board has ever had maybe a little bit of concern cause for concern yes no i'm overthinking it 
Uh, yeah, well, here's the thing. We uh, Jervon Dexter is a good player. He got double teamed because there was nobody, there was else, nobody else playing yeah. tackle. Um, I'm just trying to think. Ventrell, we all know how good Ventrell was. That, yeah, he was uh, the best player. You know, Bernie getting drafted was a. Uh, I don't want think it was. I'm not saying it was shocking, but it was a little surprise. But but that was it. You know, Brenton Cox doesn't get drafted. Trey Dean doesn't get drafted. You know, Torrance. So I mean, there there's a lot of guys that you know thought that they were God's gift to playing football, and obviously they weren't. So I think people have to understand that too. Yeah, that's true. And actually, I, I misspoke there. It was only three guys. Yeah, just three drafted. Yeah, yeah I was yeah. trying to think of the fourth, but I couldn't think of one. But yeah, I mean, look. Florida, I think, was in the top oh, yeah. ten in number of players drafted on a six and seven team. They had six, and of oh, course, yeah. Alabama and Georgia both had ten. That was the most. So they, I mean, yeah. they're are they four players away from being at that level? I don't think so, but they they certainly uh, were not as bad as they they weren't as bad as their record. Let's put it that way. Well, Pat, Florida State had no one drafted. Nope. And Miami had what one? They, they will next year. Jared Versus is going to be yeah. a top ten pick. So, yeah, yeah. And hey, listen, I'm uh, like I was saying there, it, it, the Dion thing. Uh, Dion, what he's doing with these players, I get it. They're not that talented, but forcing them into the portal and then not giving them their practice tape to be able to share with future colleges. I hope he fails miserably. I'm right there with you. It's pretty pretty brutal. Uh, I think all of us I in did. the Gator Nation are rooting against Colorado. <laughs> yeah. Fellas, have a good week. Good to talk to you. Jeff, hopefully I'll run into you out here at College Station. Yeah, I hope so. That'd be awesome. All right, that'll do it. Awesome show here on a Sonic Sound Off Monday. Appreciate Seth for producing for us and everybody that tuned in at some point and called for duels. I'm Dozo. Bye-bye. WG51CG Gainesville from the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios. We are ESPN 981 FM 850.